Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another week of the Six Figure Roadmap. I'm here with another incredible interview with the one and only Kimra Luna. We talk about a lot of things. We actually had about an hour conversation before our interview actually started. So I tried to pull together as many nuggets as I could from our like hour and a half long conversation and combine it into an episode that you would be able to listen to, whether you're in your car, at the gym, but a short amount of time so that you can consume the entire thing. It's definitely one that you're going to want to stick around for. We talk about customer research. We talk about open and close enrollment, how to utilize webinars, how she built her empire and generated millions of dollars just by creating a community, giving them what they want, and then continuing to duplicate her process over and over to generate consistent revenue. So I'm super excited to bring this to you. If you guys don't know who Kimra Luna is, she is a personal branding and online business strategist and the founder of Freedom Hackers and the co-host of the Brave Visibility Podcast. Freedom Hackers is an online community of business owners looking to find freedom in life, business, and relationships. The Brave Visibility Podcast is a show discussing mental health in the entrepreneur space. She's a public speaker, activist, content creator, podcast host, and mentor to many. With over 5,000 students enrolled in her programs, she has become a leading expert in teaching business owners how to scale their sales processes with digital programs and webinar presentations. She's been featured in places like Forbes, Business Insider, and 100 plus podcasts. She's a single mom to three boys and spends her free time going to punk shows, oil painting, and having fun with her kids. Kimra is full of knowledge, wisdom, and information. She actually could probably talk about this for an entire day. It was very easy for us to take up an entire hour and a half conversation. So I'm, I'm excited to bring you this interview and allow you to experience who Kimra is, what she is able to give to the world, and hopefully you take away something that you can implement into your business today to help you reach six figures and beyond in your business. So without further ado, here is my interview with Kimra Luna. Miss Kimra Luna, how are you today? I'm doing pretty great. Just working on getting settled in Idaho. I don't have my office all set up. That's why my wall is empty for anybody watching the video version of this. Um, you might think like, oh, Kimra's background's really boring. Normally it's not like that. Normally I got all sorts of stuff back there, but um, I'm just working on getting settled um, here in Idaho. I'm currently staying at my boyfriend's house, um, but I'm going to be moving into um, another house in another town over because I want to live closer to the city. Right now I can't in the middle of nowhere. So going to move closer to the city. Um, and yeah, just working on that right now. Love it. Love it. There's, there's going to be a lot of transition happening in your life and your business that we just talked about. And I want to kind of get into how you're doing that because your processes aren't changing too much. You're still sticking with teaching people how to scale their businesses with webinar presentations. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, how you said you run your entire business is how you've grown it so successfully over the years. Mm -hmm. And 
I want to talk about how you make that possible and allow the people listening to implement a similar process into their business. So will you kind of give us a rundown of, of how you have success teaching others to do what you are an expert at and how you do that for yourself? Yeah. So it really all started like back in 2011, 2012, I started a vegan mommy blog. Um, because I actually, when I first became pregnant, my first son, um, and this was over 10 years ago, I decided to create a vegan mommy Facebook group. And because I didn't have support, it was really, I was just like, I don't have any support. Like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to eat? Like, I'm pregnant now. Like, what am I supposed to do, you know? And so I ended up creating um, a community and I started supporting women. It just became something that just naturally started happening. Um, and then several years later, I decided I'm going to turn this, all of this content and stuff that I'm doing in this group, I'm going to turn it into a blog. So I started a blog called The Misfit Mama. It's nowhere online. You won't find it. Uh, I deleted everything. Um, but it was called The Misfit Mama. And it grew very popular. Um, I ended up utilizing Pinterest very heavily to grow it. And I ended up having over 100,000 unique views on that blog per month. And so I was making, you know, commissions off of like, you know, having little ads on my sidebar and like that sort of thing. Like I didn't really know how to like sell courses and stuff. Um, and then I sold like my first like ebook, which was like basically like a recipe book slash how to raise vegan kids kind of book. And that was like the first thing I sold and I sold it for like $10. And so it was like my first, you know, kind of taste of like selling a digital thing. And then one of my family friends who happened to be an online marketer for several years, he, had, he was like, hey, I saw on your Facebook, you were posting a lot about your blog. Like, how's that going for you? And I said, oh, I got 100,000 unique views last month and all this stuff. And he's like, how are you doing that? Are you using, you know, Google AdWords? Like, what's going on? And I was like, no, I'm just using Pinterest and my Facebook group, you know? And he's just like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like, you got to, you know, teach my audience how you did this. And I was just like, well, what do you mean? He's just like, well, there's like, you know, webinars. I was like, oh, I've watched some webinars. Like, yeah, you know, and, but I don't know, I've never done anything like that. And he's just like, oh, well, just write everything on like a Word document and we'll go on a Google Hangout. This was like when Google Hangouts was new. He's like, we'll go on a Google Hangout and then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll send that link to like my list or whatever. So I do like a, this Google Hangout with him. I teach him every single thing I know about Pinterest and like, you know, how to, you know, get all these people to view your blog and all sorts of stuff. And um, I ended up getting my first three clients from doing that. So people like wanted to hire me like, oh my gosh, camera, help me with my Pinterest. My Pinterest sucks. And then when I went and looked at their Pinterest, what ended up happening was their whole brand was just like, you know, for lack of a better word, just ugly, straight up, you know, so I was just like, okay, well, let's make this a lot prettier. Like, let's like actually make it so people can check out and actually buy your product. Like, let's make a content creation plan. And so this was like the first like kind of aha moment of like, oh, I teach personal branding. Like, because I didn't really know like what I was teaching. I was just like, sure, I'll help you with your Pinterest. And then it turned into like this whole other 
thing. And I was like rebuilding people's websites and all of this stuff. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. And I only charged $300 to each of these people. So I was like doing all of this work, but like really inexpensive. But, um, but one woman, she sold jewelry and she started selling jewelry like that. The second we like redid her whole website and redid her Pinterest, she was selling and selling. So I was like super happy. I was like, yes, I like got someone results, you know? Um, and then, um, over time people started asking me more and more like how I did it. So I decided to create, um, my current brand freedom hackers, which now there's no longer going to be freedom hackers. That's a whole other thing. Um, but I created my current brand and then I did a webinar presentation on how to use PicMonkey to make graphics. And now, nowadays, most people use Canva over PicMonkey, but back then Canva wasn't really like a thing yet. It was like kind of just starting. So anyway, so I was showing people how to make graphics with PicMonkey because that's how I made all of my Pinterest graphics, right? To, to get all the Pinterest people, you know, people from Pinterest to go to my blog. And so I did a webinar on that. And I did Facebook ads and I made this like little video of me just was like, hi, I'm Kimra. I'm going to show you how to use PicMonkey. Sign up for my webinar, you know, like just like little timid, like little video. And I put that on Facebook ads and I spent a few hundred dollars on Facebook ads and I got up and I got people to sign up for my webinar and I ended up getting the webinar was so popular that to the next week I did the webinar again twice because people were like so obsessed with it. And I ended up getting over a thousand people on my email list in a two week period of time. It was like craziness. I was like, what is happening? And then I started getting clients like right away. Cause on the, on the webinar, I wasn't even really pitching anything. I was just like, Oh, just go to my website or email me if you want to like work with me or whatever. And so, cause I didn't really know what the hell I was doing to be honest. And so I was just like, you know, maybe I'll make a course. And so then I made like a little mini course showing people how to get leads with like Facebook groups because like my whole thing was Facebook groups and I've been running Facebook groups for 10 years I've actually sold four different Facebook groups like I like I just love Facebook groups and so anyway so I you know started teaching people like how to grow them and how to get clients and customers from them and, and I created a little course that was like $200 and that was like the first course I ever sold um, but the biggest thing was is I just kept doing like Facebook ads. So every little bit of money I would make, I would just keep putting it back into like ads because I was like, I need to get popular, you know, like that's one thing is like, you have to be visible in order to get customers. Right. So I, and I knew that. So I was just like, I just have to get popular. I'm going to keep doing these webinars, even though I don't even know what the hell I'm even talking about half the time, I'm just going to keep doing them and then see what happens. And over time, um, working with clients, I ended up developing what was called my be true brand you program. And I started selling that about three months after I started the business. And I ended up doing a $65,000 launch. I had about 5,000 people on my list and I made $65,000. And it was like, what the hell is going on? Like a few years before that, I was on freaking welfare. And then right before that, my, well, my now former husband, he was only making $2,000 a month as a FedEx driver. Like we were like the bottom of the freaking barrel of like people like couldn't even afford to get a Starbucks, you know? And then all of a sudden I had a $65,000 launch. So I told my, you know, former husband, you should probably quit your job because I'm, I just found out I was pregnant with my third son. So I was like, you're going to need to quit your job because I need some help with the kids while I run this business things. I don't know what the hell is going on here. Um, and then, um, you know, fast forward, I just kept on doing webinar presentations and crap loads of Facebook ads. And I ended up doing a million in sales in the first 18 months of the business.
So it grew very, very, very rapidly, all while I was pregnant and nauseated. And I even had to pause my webinars and turn the video off, like pause it and mute it and vomit in the trash can and then go back to doing my presentation. That happened multiple times and that is not an exaggeration. Like my ex-husband could vouch for that. <laughs> like, wow. um, so I was very sick that whole pregnancy, but I knew I had to just keep on going and keep on going because I, for one, I wanted to be able to have a nanny because I was like, if I'm going to have a third baby, like, shoot, I need like a nanny. Like, I don't want to have to scrub toilets anymore. Like, you know, like I, I want to be a business woman. Like that's what I'm going for here. And so I just, I just went really hard into it and did really well. And because I did so well, I was able to take time off when I had the baby, you know, because all I had was my main signature program called Be True Brand You. And those students, you know, I let them know like, hey, like I'm going to labor now, like, just so you know, I'm probably not gonna be around very much. But even when I was like in the hospital, I was like in the group, like answering questions to our people and stuff, just cause I was just like, I'm bored. Like these contractions are taking forever. It's like days of labor here, you know, like just what, you know, like I was just like this labor's forever. Like I'm just gonna, you know, distract myself. Um, so, so anyway, so I had the baby and I was able to take some time off. Um, and then I started selling some other smaller programs and did a few smaller launches, like 85,000 here and there and that sort of stuff of like my um, Rocket with Webinars program. And just kept growing. And then like the next year we did a, um, the, yeah. So the second big launch of the program of Beach Your Brand You was like a $1.6 million launch. Then we went on to do a $1 million launch. Um, so we did some pretty massive launches, but I just learned a lot through that whole process because I was, you know, doing one-on-one -on -one work with some clients, but I always kept it pretty minimal because, um, because I have the kids, I can't really take on tons of one-to-one -one work because it just takes up so much of my brain capacity. You know, it's like if I have a person that's a one-to-one -one client all day long, I'm thinking about stuff about their business and like, okay, here's, here's another resource I got to give them, or here's somebody I got to connect them with, or, you know, like my brain just goes into their thing and, and I got it. And I, I can't have too many private clients. I got to have a lot of digital. So that's why I love digital programs because I can serve a ton of people at once. And so um, nowadays um, I've had to kind of restart because I'm going through a divorce. And so now I have like a monthly membership and we have about 500 people in that. It's called um, the Galaxy and the Galaxy, um, it's only $10 a month. So it's super inexpensive. I love helping people that are still either at the newer phases of business or still trying to get the momentum going. Um, and so I like to keep something that's a lower price point so that I can support more people. Um, and then, um, yeah, we started working with some private clients on doing launches because everyone wanted to hire me for launches, right? They saw me have these big launches. So everyone was like, oh, help me do these big launches. And we learned a lot of things from that experience. Um, a big part of it was that it takes so much resources and not everybody's really ready for that. Everyone thinks, oh, I want to do this big, huge launch, but it's so much resources, especially if you don't have a big list and you got to put a lot of money into advertisements and to get the leads and you don't know for sure if it's going to convert yet because 
your cart isn't even open yet. And so we've really switched to more of like an evergreen um, type of model that we do with our clients now, just because when we did do like the big launch type of style, um, you know, coaching, um, it didn't work out so well. I mean, like some of the launches would go great, but then afterwards they're like, oh, well, the program's closed, like crap, like I can't launch again for like another like three months or six months. So I, I need more money, you know? And so it, it, so then in between the launches, everyone was like frazzled. And so that didn't really work so well. So now we do evergreen models so that things are more predictable and they can have more predictable income. All right. There's a lot to unpack there. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> I, I, what I hear from you, right? You start out with a Facebook group and you're running a bunch of ads to a webinar and you're, you're teaching people how to use PicMonkey and it goes viral and all these things, right? You, yeah. That whole time you were just like, oh yeah. And then this happened and it was super easy and that stuff, right? <laughs> Our people listening are like, okay, Kimra, I love what you just said, but how do we make that happen? So my question to you is what are you doing now inside of those evergreen models, the actionable things that you're doing that help people create a community and content and value to provide a launch to their, to their customers? We focus very heavily on market research. Um, one of the things that I think is missing, and actually a lot of people are scared to do, which I find really interesting, where people are, aren't afraid to actually develop their course or develop their program. They're more scared to do market research. Like they're scared to actually talk to other humans on the phone or on Skype and ask them questions. And um, we spend a, a pretty fair amount of time doing that. We have to do that part first before we do anything. Like if you don't haven't done that first, then there's no point. And some people say, oh, well, I have already have private clients. Like why would I need to do market research for my course? The thing is, is someone buying a course is much different than a private client right? A private client is spending much higher amount than most likely a person buying a digital course. And the experience of a digital course is much different also. So you want to make sure you're doing enough market research in the very beginning. And all of the information from that market research helps you create all of your front end content. So a basic sales process is attraction, how you're attracting people onto your list, then you're nurturing them. That's the next thing then converting them, then delivering your product or service, right? So all of the, when you start interviewing people and doing that market research, you're able to know what sort of content is going to attract them to then go on your list where you can nurture them and continue that relationship with them and then to convert them and deliver amazing products and services, right? So market research is really the key to everything because we can't even create a content plan until we do market research. We can't develop a digital program until we do market research. We don't know what sort of webinar presentation or, or online workshop or online class, there's all different names for it. We can't know what that should be about until we do the market research, right? So it all stems back to that. And it's one of the things that I used to actually give people prizes for going and doing the market research because it was so hard for me to get my students to do this step, which mm -hmm. I thought was so bizarre because you hear it everywhere. It's pre there isn't one coach that's not going to tell you to do market research, yet people could hire five coaches and they still come to me and they still hadn't done enough market research. And I'm just like, 
let's go do this again. That is what we're doing. That's the only thing we're doing this entire week. And we're not doing anything else until you do it. Interesting. Oh, okay. And so that's one crucial element because you can't create the rest of this content until you do the market research. And for myself, when I first did that first pick monkey webinar, I didn't have an audience, right? So what I did is I used um, social media examiner every single year. They do this big gigantic survey where they survey online business owners which I wanted to help online business owners because I was helping jewelry businesses and all these people. Right. So I was like, I want to help online business owners. So I'm going to read through this whole entire survey. It has all this data. Right. So I searched through the data and towards the end of the, of the, um, of that data, it said in this PDF, it literally said 85% of business owners want to know how to make better graphics for their business. And so I was like, well, I know how to make graphics on PicMonkey, so I'm going to show you how to do it. And I don't even know how to use Photoshop, and my photos look awesome. So, like, I'm going to show people how to do this. And that was kind of like my hook, was like, you don't need to learn how to use Photoshop. You can actually use this tool, PicMonkey. It's only five bucks a month. Like, and I'll show you how to do all of the types of things. I'll show you how to make logos. I'll show you to make different banners. I'll show you how to make graphics for your website, how to make Pinterest graphics, how to make, you know, quote graphics for your Instagram. Like I was like, I'm going to show you all of that stuff and just give really high value. Right. And I learned that from reading that one thing, that big piece of data. So if you don't have people to market research in the very beginning and you just want to throw a workshop up there or start putting some YouTube videos up there, open, open to the world, or even creating a podcast, you still have to go out and do research. You've somewhere, what, if you can't contact a human to talk to them on the phone, you got to go out and look at the research, look at actual data so that you know that you're creating content that people will actually want to consume. And those have to be people that will actually want to buy something and continue learning from you. So if you're a coach or a teacher or a trainer or a consultant in any way, or even any sort of service provider, maybe you develop websites, like you have to have something that's going to attract people in who want that service or wants to work with, with someone like you, um, who's going to help them get some sort of result or some sort of transformation. So if you have people to talk to in your community, what questions do you ask them? Of course, what are your biggest struggles in regards to whatever you help people with? That's usually the first initial question. Then you want to keep a conversation a little bit casual, but you want to go deep with people because oftentimes someone will say, oh, of course, you know, I want to make more money so I could pay off my debt. That might be something somebody says, but it's like, yeah, but what does paying off the debt mean to you? And they're like, hmm, I never thought of it that way. And then they'll start bringing out some other things like paying off the debt means that my kids can be proud of me. Paying off the debt means that my husband will be proud of me or my parents will be proud of me. You know, paying off the debt means that I'll actually be able to go and buy a home so I can leave something to my children. Right. So you have to just dive deeper and kind of be an investigator um, and really listen to people. There's a really great book that I had actually Pat Flynn had actually recommended it. And then I read it. I was like, oh, my gosh, the book is great. It's called The Coaching Habit. And I can't remember who wrote it because I'm not very good with names, but it's called The Coaching Habit. You can find it on Amazon or wherever. And um, it's a really great book that helps you, you know, ask 
specific questions that kind of dive deeper to get answers. Because when it comes to doing the market research, you're not only coming up with ideas of content to create, you're coming up with your messaging and how you are going to put that content out into the world and the right verbiage you're going to say. So for example, we had a, um, a mastermind that I was hosting with my friend Ruby and we interviewed several people who were our ideal customers before we got into launching it because we wanted to make sure all of our email copy, all of the posts we were doing, we wanna make sure everything was really in alignment with the people who we wanted to attract. Right. So we've interviewed people and a lot of people told us that they didn't want to have a cookie cutter type of business. They felt like they didn't want to fit into a box. So we did a webinar presentation literally called like cookie cutter businesses or BS. And that was the name of our workshop. And all of these people signed up for it. It got people to apply to join our mastermind. It was awesome. And it's because we use the specific verbiage. And I think the hilarious thing was, is there's a lot of people out there who will use things like, uh, or who will say like, oh, people, those words are like, everyone just keeps saying the same thing over and over again. And there was someone who complained about, oh, everyone's just talking about these cookie cutter business things. And so I replied, I said, that was literally the exact verbiage from market research that we did. So you're bashing people for being smart in business for using market research words. I was like, you're hilarious. Because people say, oh, everyone uses the word overwhelmed too much. Yeah, that's because when you get on the phone with someone, you're doing market research, one of the core things they're going to say is that they're overwhelmed. So duh, you're supposed to use those words. So anyways, that's just a random going on. But like people... People need to see those words so they can be so it can be relatable to them, right? That's that's the whole point of like your messaging is making yourself relatable, making it relevant to that particular person. And if your messaging isn't relevant, and if it doesn't have a, a tiny tinge of controversy, which people are really scared of controversy, but it doesn't have a tiny tinge of controversy, no one's gonna pay attention to your content. I mean, you're really gonna be just kind of, you know, invisible, even if you're putting a ton of content out there, you're still not going to get a lot of comments. You're going to be practically invisible to people if your message isn't very strong. And that's another reason why that core thing of market research is so important and so crucial. You need to use the verbiage that your ideal customer is using inside of your website website copy inside of the names of your webinars you're going to do inside the names of your programs on all of your sales pages like that verbiage is so important and why you should be continually doing market research as you're growing your business not just right like anytime I'm going to come up with new content to post on my youtube channel or podcast or blog or anything I do market research I interview people if I'm coming up with a new program, I interview people. I was literally doing market research today inside of my um, previous Be True Brand You program, which I no longer sell, but those people have already bought from me before. So they're really great people for me to talk to and ask questions to see is like, hey, do you think this would be something you would actually want to purchase from me? Do you see this thing is valuable? I'm thinking of developing this thing. What are your thoughts on that? It's important to continually be doing that. And now I'm five years in business and I'm still continually doing market research and I always will be. Oh, I love it. Okay, so market research, getting very ingrained in what your ideal clients are actually telling you and literally giving them what they want. It's, ah, 
not a foreign concept by any means, but no, it's, it it's isn't. So any foreign. business book you read will tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay. So market research and you're saying things like creating content, creating courses, creating webinars. How important is it still today? It's, let's just use the, the realm of online business, digital marketing. Content about that is everywhere. You mm-hmm. can find it anywhere. Just Google mm-hmm. digital marketing and a ton of content comes. Yes. If someone is trying to get into that industry, would you still recommend that they teach the same stuff that you're teaching? I mean, it really depends on how much experience they have, um, because some people, they will, and this is, this, okay, this is very weird. So I went to a big magazine, like their actual corporate headquarters in New York City. And these guys, their whole magazine is about writing for entrepreneurs and all of this sorts of stuff. And all the people that they had hired there had had marketing degrees And I'm sitting there talking to their marketing team and they didn't even understand the basics of why they should be growing their email list for a certain campaign that they were going to do in the new year. Like they looked at me so confused and I'm like, you have a marketing degree. Like I was really like, what? It was very strange. And so there's still a lot of space for people to teach digital marketing because there are bigger businesses that don't understand it. So it kind of depends on what your goal is going to be. If you want to help major corporations understand digital marketing, there is tons and tons of opportunities and jobs and ways that you can be like one-off consultants to them and that sort of stuff. That's super great. Um, Selling it as digital courses can be a little bit tougher as it is very highly competitive right now. Um, And so it kind of depends on what your goal is. I mean, if I was like, starting over and everything, I would probably do it where I was selling to corporations, um, where they can, you know, just pay me like 10 grand a pop to like be their consultant or whatever. Um, that's more likely the route I would go, but I love teaching digital courses, especially like with my lower price point courses, because I get to connect with so many new business owners. So it really depends on what you really want. Like I love the big community and all this sorts of stuff. Other people, they more just want to like work individually with different corporations or with a few businesses. It, It depends on what your goals are, but the digital, like teaching digital marketing is a very competitive space right now. And it's only getting more and more competitive because there's so much knowledge out there. And it also depends what you want to specialize in. I mean, if you want to just have a Facebook ads agency and that's like your one thing you want to do, go for it. If you want to be like a hardcore Instagram trainer and all you do is that, go for it. Like, you know, I, I would never discourage people from doing something they want to do. It's actually go for it, man. See if it works for you. All right. I have one last question for you. And this is something that came from our conversation prior to the interview. You said that you are now shifting your coaching, consulting, and helping people create evergreen programs compared to, you know, doors closing and limited time offers, and then transitioning that also into enrollment programs. Mm -hmm. What does all that mean? How are you doing that? How is that creating success for your clients? Yeah. So with my one-to-one clients, we kind of started having a little bit of issues when they were doing the big launches, you know, it's like, they're like, okay, great camera. I love it. I did a $40,000 launch. And then like right afterwards, they're just like, where did all that money go? You know, (laughs) like it all vanished in the thin air because they had to 
pay the copywriters. They had to pay the person that was doing the Facebook ads. They had to, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, like the bill from Facebook came and it was like $5,000 or like, oh my gosh. So it's like all this money just started disappearing. And then they didn't, because their program was closed, they couldn't keep enrolling people into their program. So like, oh crap, we closed the doors. Like now what do we do? So, and one thing that ended up happening to myself was like doing those big launches just burned me out myself. And so I didn't want to continue coaching people on those types of launches because of how much it burned me out and because of what I saw with my private clients. So it was like, yeah, I could get them this big burst of money, but then after that, they're like struggling. You know, I'm just like, that doesn't make sense. Like that's not the way I want to be helping people, right? So we turned into more of an evergreen type of model. So like currently it's like, so for example, one of my programs, I have a $3,000 program. It's called the Nebula Institute. People can enroll at any time into the program. Um, basically, whenever I'm like pushing out my link for people to get on calls with me, they can get on a call with me. And then I verify that they are actually in the right place to join the program because it's not a program for complete newbies. It's a little bit more advanced. Um, and so that's kind of like my, my process to sort people and make sure I'm getting the right people in. Um, and I, the thing that's really great about that is I can just send out five emails to my list that are all getting the book on calls, get 20 people booked on calls, and then, you know, half or even up to 80% of them, you know, ends up joining the program. That's like $30,000 right there right? Because it's a $3,000 program. So it actually makes my income more predictable because I know, okay, if I get X amount of people on calls and then X amount of people close, that's how much I'm going to end up making that week or, you know, even that month, right? So it makes more predictable income. And we started doing this and um, about a year and a half ago. And with one of my clients, she started doing more webinar presentations and on the webinars, instead of pitching the program directly, she actually just invited people to fill out an application and get on a call with her. And because the webinar was so strong, she was able to sort who was the serious people versus the non-serious people. Because another issue that happens with digital programs, and especially if it's, if it's a digital program where there isn't any sort of coaching that comes along with it, um, a lot of people will kind of just... I mean, for lack of a better word, I guess, just get lazy and just not finish the work, right? So they'll be excited for the first few weeks and then they don't get the results. So I love getting a person on a call with me for anything that's going to be over $2,000. The reason being is because I want to make sure that they're actually going to be committed to the time that it takes to do the program. Because when someone joins one of my programs, they need to commit time. If they can't commit a minimum of five hours a week to the program, then I don't want them in the program because then I'm just taking money from them and they're not even going to finish the work or go through all the video content or apply any of the steps that they, the action items that they need to apply to get the results, right? So we did this with my last round of the Nebula Institute and I ended up having a very high percentage of people able to reach their financial goals because I was very particular about who joined the program. Instead of just allowing every single person, every Tom, Dick, and Harry to just be inside of my program, I was like, no, you must fit certain criterias and you must get on a call with me in order to be in this program. And I think a lot of people, they're selling these $2,000 programs, $3,000 programs to people who aren't even ready for the programs. 
or to people who are buying just out of like this like shiny object syndrome, like their marketing is so good. And so I, I want to actually go on like this huge rant about this on like my YouTube channel. But it's like, it's, it's just frustrating to me because as someone who started off my business with barely any money to even invest in a program, I had to beg my husband to allow us to budget in $50 a month so that I could buy a, uh, it was like a monthly membership on how to grow a YouTube channel. Like it was so tight to be able to even do that. And there's all these coaches that are charging $3,000 a month, $4,000 a month, $5,000 a month for people that are completely brand new to business. They can't even guarantee that their concept is going to work. And $5,000 a month, sometimes the person's mindset isn't even in the right place. And that could take four, five, six months of just mindset work to get them into the right place in order to have success. And so they're charging these just insane amounts of money. And I'm like, when someone is new, they can't do that. And so when we're asking someone to invest $2,000, that is a lot of money for people, a lot. And like way more than people think. Everyone's like, when we're in this online space, we see, oh, everyone's like these six-figure earners. It's like we all assume they're already like making tons of money. But the thing is, is not everyone is. Some of these people are maybe making $1,000 a month with their business. And then someone's selling them a program that's $2,000. I'm like, you're selling a program for more than they even make in a month. Like that's insanity, you know? So it's one of those things where, you know, it's finding that balance when it comes to pricing, but then also finding that balance of who is really going to get the results in your program. Because it's really, to me, it's not fair to be charging someone $2,000 when they weren't ready for the program. That just, it just doesn't make sense. Sure. There's plenty of people that'll throw $2,000 at me. There's tons of them. I mean, I have 5,000 people inside of my programs. Like there's plenty of people that'll just say, yes, camera, I want whatever course or whatever thing you're making, but I don't want every single person in it. I want the people who are ready to join the programs, especially the higher price point programs. They must be ready. And I have an interview process that happens before they're able to, to get inside of that program or even know all the details of the program. I don't even, I don't even have a sales page for, for my, you know, more expensive, you know, packages and programs because I want people to get on the phone with me first. So I know that they're the right fit for it. And I don't even have to convince them because it's like this program was designed for them, you know? And so I know it's going to get them the results. So many things that we can unpack and talk about. It's just a different model, you know, and and it's, it's been really, I guess, I think just a little frustrating. And to be honest, um, and I was telling um, someone the other day, I can't remember who it was. I think it was just one of my clients where I was saying, you know, like, I actually feel bad that there's people who have bought my courses that didn't do the work. Like, it's, it's like, I feel like I wasn't being fair to them that they decided to give me $500 for a course when they weren't ready for it, you know, and I don't want to be one of those people who is, you know, just selling, 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 selling. I want just the people that are ready for it. So if someone isn't ready for something that's $500 or $3,000, I'm saying, Hey, go check out my thing. That's $10 a month. It's more affordable for you. Do that for a while, get the results from that. And then maybe you're going to be ready to go to my $500 program. Then maybe you're going to be ready to, to join my $3,000, you know, intensive program. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So I, so I, I feel like it's it, a lot of entrepreneurs don't really want to talk about this, especially in the online space. They want don't want to talk about how many people have bought their courses and then didn't get results. I mean, there's one course in particular, they have 15,000 students in that course. And I can guarantee you less than 1% of the people actually got results. And to me, that's just ridiculous. You know, it's just like, that's insane. Like you just took literally millions of dollars from people and those people didn't get results. Like, how is that helping the world? You know, like it does, it, it isn't, you know, and I don't want to be just taking money from people, especially from a person who I was raised in poverty. And then as an adult, I was on welfare for five years with two kids. I'm not going to contribute to that mess any longer, you know? And so I am shifting my brand a lot. Um, just the styles of launching that we do, the way that I teach um, is, is different. The way I coach is different um, because I want to make sure that I'm always keeping that, that grounded piece in there of just like, you know, if I was back then, what could I actually afford? What could I actually pay for? And how can I continue to support those people? And me creating a membership that's $10 a month, it's worth it for me because as it grows, if there's 2,000, 3,000 people in there and it's $10 a month and I'm helping that many people at a price they can actually afford, then I'm just getting, able to give and give and give and serve because more money comes to me. I'm able to serve more. I can hire more team to help them. I can bring more coaches inside of the program. Like there's so many things that can happen. And I think people, they kind of think, and, and it's something that happened to me is like, I was constantly told, Kimra, you need to be doing these $30,000 coaching packages and all of those sorts of stuff. And I was just like, what are you talking about? Like, I have no desire to do that type of thing. Like, I just don't. I don't want to do that. And I was constantly told this by coach after coach, you know, just even just other friends in the industry consistently was told to do these you know, $5,000 a year coaching packages and all the sorts of stuff. And I'm just, or, or not 5,000, 50,000. I'm like 50,000 a year. Like I don't want to charge somebody that someone could go put that down on a house, you know, like, why would I be doing that? Like, to me, that's just absurd. So, so yeah, so I really, you know, want to, it's kind of just a shift that I think people in the industry, they don't, it, and it's a conversation people don't really talk about, but I'm really hoping that, you know, with my brand, that energy can go out there and then things can start to, sh- to shift in the industry as I start talking about this more and doing YouTube videos about it and things like that. I have all sorts of YouTube rants to go on. So it's <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm excited for that. All right. Yeah. I have five rapid fire questions for you to wrap Ooh, up. Ooh, I love it. Okay. To know you a little bit better. What is one non-negotiable habit you implement every single day? Journaling. Every what day. What is one book you wish everyone in the world would read? But I would say Ask and It Is Given by Abraham Hicks. Love it. On what do you spend your time and money on outside of business? My kids mostly, (laughs) Um, but um, going to punk rock shows, music lessons, um, a lot of art stuff. I mean, oil paints are pretty expensive, so... (laughs) 
What is the most insightful or actionable piece of advice you've ever received? One piece of advice that I think kind of reigns true, no matter, no matter what you're doing, no matter what your goal is, is that momentum really matters. And this was something that I was always a core belief of mine. And then recently, cause I'm obsessed with Tom Bilyeu. I don't know if you know Tom Bilyeu, but I'm totally obsessed with Tom Bilyeu. And um, I'm in his like mindset thing now. And um, in any ways, I, um, he had, he was talking on one of his live stream shows and he was talking about the word momentum and how so many people just don't focus on it and they don't realize the importance of it. You know, yes, it's good to have like little incremental steps, but the thing is, is when you have momentum, it's like all the little steps happen more easily. So, um, so momentum, just can just always think about building momentum, building momentum, building momentum. Kimra, thank you so much for your time. We've we've spent a lot of time on this interview today and I really appreciate it. It's been a long time coming. Thank you so much for your wisdom, your insight, and sharing so many amazing ideas with our listeners today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Is there any place you want to send them where they can get access to your content, where they can learn more about you, become part of the, your community? Yeah. So, um, the main place would be my website, kimraluna.com. That's K-I-M-R-A-L-U-N-A.com. Um, same name on my Instagram. If you have any questions for me, I answer all the questions myself on Instagram. I don't have my team managing that. So that's kind of like getting past the gatekeeper kind of place. Um, so hit me, hit me up on Instagram and then my YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash Kimra Luna is my channel and there I actually have over a hundred videos coming out um, for the rest of the year. So I've been filming and filming and filming. So I'm ready to just start uploading tons of stuff. So a lot of um, business stuff there, but also things going into more of my personal life, like unschooling my kids and raising conscious kids and healing through trauma um, and mental health and all sorts of other, other fun, awesome, cool stuff there too. So. Yeah. Ah, amazing. Well, I will be sure to put all that stuff in the show notes, share it out everywhere that I can and let you know when this episode drops so you can share it with your community. Kimra, again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being on here today. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Cheers, everyone. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it.